Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Formula Fish. Um, you may be asking, who the hell are you? And what is the significance of this podcast? Well, I am Jake Fisher. Um, just some random person who you may or may not stumble across in the landscape that is ever-evolving of podcasts. Um, Formula Fish is, uh, as you can see, a play on words, uh, going with the focus of this podcast, as well as um, my my name, of course. Um, so, uh, more or less, what I envision this ever-evolving, work-in-progress podcast to be is something where I can come in to you weekly, bi-weekly, maybe in the off-season, because that's where we're at right now, Um, and just talk to you about the Formula One landscape, um, and maybe even some Formula Two, Formula Three feeder series stuff. Um, We can even divulge into other motorsports eventually. I mean, I say eventually, but whenever. Um, I don't know, maybe Kimi Raikkonen goes and drives a NASCAR race next week. I mean... There is no NASCAR race next week, and I doubt Kimmy would, but um, as an example. So, going back, I, I, uh, I envision this to be kind of a work in progress, um, as is everything. So, um, the first thing I will say is this is going to be rough. Um, if you stick through more than five minutes of this, props to you, because... <laughs> You're going to hear clicking, you're going to hear a keyboard, you're going to hear my lips smacking and me swallowing because frankly, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, But I want to do this and if I'm going to do it, I have to do it, obviously, but it will get better. Um, So with that being said, this podcast will... Hopefully, um, as you read the shitty description, um, be a, I guess, explicit, um, I have to say that because I will curse sometimes, uh, podcast about Formula One, um, taking you through current events um, come next season, 2022, uh, post-race discussions, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll watch the race live record it and my reaction and and do some shitty David Croft uh, commentary. (laughs) Um, So what I will try to do is remain neutral uh, because Formula One is uh, somewhere I would love to be eventually. Um, So I don't want to burn any bridges by saying, I hate this team, I hate this driver because one... That's not true. I don't. And two, um, I don't know. I would love to work for any of them. Um, To my current employer, if you're listening, not soon. (laughs) But nonetheless, post-2021, what a great season. I wish I would have started this back in 2020 or even before that, um, it was, uh, I can't believe dating back to March that we have been able to just have such a great season. Um, I wrote down after the 2020 season, what my predictions were. And, um, while I did check them every now and then, it's been quite a while. Um, I don't even remember who I put where, but I'm sure that I was terribly wrong. So we'll start with the driver standings. Um, one and two. I had them, I had both of them right, but I had them in the wrong order. I was under the impression that Mercedes would run away with it again. Um... They did not. 
constructors, you could argue, uh, I mean, they won by 50 or so points, 60 points, um, but drivers-wise, not so much. Um, you're going to hear me say that a lot, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm a lot, but I will work on that. Hamilton uh, and Verstappen just balls to the wall all year. Um, they, had, they came into each other a few times. They had some great races. Uh, I would say the, the most significant one to me, I mean, Brazil was great. Um, Monza, I mean, who doesn't love Monza and the two championship protagonists coming into each other? No points. Who knows if one of them came out unscathed. It, it, forget that, actually. It, any race, you could say ifs, ands, or buts about um, what if, uh, I don't know, what, what was that? Imola, where uh, Red Flag helped out Lewis. What if that didn't happen? You know, um, you could say that about anything. So for one and two, uh, I had Hamilton first, Verstappen second. Um, so 0 for 2 right off the bat. I'm sure that will be the theme of things. Third place, I had Baltas. Um, that came out to be true, and uh, it was nice to see him at the uh, gala yesterday. Uh, it was a uh, it was a cool cool watch. Um, I never really paid attention to that before, but especially with the tensions running so high this year and uh, everyone kind of everything being so polarized it was it was fun to watch fourth i got this wrong um i will say that it was looking pretty like a good like a pretty good prediction there for a while um but over the last six races it just kind of starting in russia it just kind of caved and i'm sure after i said russia you know exactly who it is and i had lando um Lando did not come in fourth. He came in sixth. Still positive result, I guess, for McLaren, even though they're coming off of P3 and the Constructors in 2020. I wish he would have been higher, uh, but that's Formula One. Ferrari came prepared this year, and they learned from their mistakes, it seems, in 2020. Uh, who knows what they'll do in 2022, uh, because... They got Sainz and Leclerc both looking pretty damn good. Uh, I would say Sainz more so, but you never know with Charles. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty pretty great racer. Um, fourth in real life was Sergio. Um, towards the beginning of the year, I was a bit worried about him. I, I thought it wasn't going to go well, but towards the midpoint of the season i'm not sure around what race it would have been but he really started to come into his own and produce some good results especially when it came in clutch uh in abu dhabi which i'll talk about later because that's a whole nother tangent um carlos Sainz came in fifth I predicted Perez would come in fifth, so not too far off there, but um, nonetheless, I I don't know. I saw Perez kind of struggling um, it, coming into the year. I didn't really see him pulling through there at the end, but I'm, uh, to be neutral, I'm glad he did for the sport as a whole, because not only does it benefit those Red Bull fans out there, but... It benefits the uh, Mercedes fans, too, because they know that uh, they're not just going to watch a race get bored and see Lewis and now George come 1-2. I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll happen in 22, but that's uh, that's a topic for later. Uh, sixth, I had Leclerc, who came in seventh in uh, real life. So i got to stop saying real life. Obviously, it's real life. But, um, yeah, no, I, I Leclerc is a... Uh, a solid contender and I hope to see him back up on the top step someday uh, who knows if that will happen but uh, kind of a quick tangent I, I did read recently that he has a clause in his con contract that 
if Ferrari does not place P3 in 2022, he can pretty much negate his contract and go elsewhere. Um, I don't know where he would go, to be honest. Maybe uh, Lewis retires, and it, God, that's a that's a crazy thought, but um, entirely possible, uh, even if it's just uh, very minute. It's kind of like that uh, Dumb and Dumber scene where uh, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, P7, I had Ricardo. He came in P8 in real life, so uh, only one off there. Uh, admittedly, uh, <laughs> the first six, seven, eight, nine races, however long it was into the season where he kind of started to come into form, I was pretty worried. Um, I didn't know what McLaren would think of that, and... I'm glad he had the result that he did in Monza. Um, it could have been Norris's win. It it is what it is. Um, I have no preference to who won that. I am a giant fan of Daniel Ricciardo's. He is uh, just a very captivating individual, and uh, I was I was very happy to see him get that result. P eight. I had Gasly. Uh, he came in P nine in real life. Um, so I guess theme of things is I'm off by one on seemingly everyone so far until just wait for this next one. Um, P9, I had signs. Um, I didn't see him doing best of the rest, but I don't know. Carlos is uh, he's a great, great driver, and he's been very underlooked for a long time. Uh, granted, his results in previous years hasn't been the best points wise but i think his racecraft is certainly up there with with some of the top guys um i don't know if i'd consider him lewis hamilton-esque racecraft but he's definitely in the conversation for for top five uh racecraft um p10 i had lance stroll um I don't know. Lawrence, I'm sorry, but I didn't... I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, he he came P13 in real life. It just seemed like a nightmarish year for Lance. He... Well, not even just Lance, Aston Martin in general. I, I don't know what happened over there. Um, I guess it was that ban on the low rake, but that really affected... Aston Martin, uh, specifically Lance, he, he, he did not do as well as I thought he would. Um, P11, who I thought was going to finish there, was Alonso. He finished 10th, so once again, one position off. Um, great to see him be at the top of his game back in the sport, rookie of the year. Uh, <laughs> he, he killed it, um. It, it seems like he didn't miss a beat, and with the new regs, uh, if everyone is closer together, I'm interested to see where where he goes. Um, I believe he said recently, maybe a month or so back, that he could see himself fighting for another world championship, and um, with the uncertainty that is the new regulations, uh, that could very well be possible. I believe we're 75 days or so to testing i could be wrong 76 um as of december 17th so we'll see uh however going back p12 uh not too far off here i had sonoda i i really bought into the hype um thankfully i i didn't put him too far up um i, I say thankfully but i'm sure the team would be pissed if they heard me say that uh, if you're listening, um, anyone at AlphaTauri, I'm sorry, uh, but no, I, I, uh, I thought 12th, 12th was reasonable. Uh, he, he was a step back from Pierre all year. Uh, I would say he really came into form though there that last four races, it seems like once they went over to the Middle East in Qatar, uh, he just came into form. 
and uh, it's exciting to see uh, tomorrow or tomorrow. Uh, next year is going to be a big year for Yuki. He has a lot to prove, uh, in, especially in that Red Bull Driver Academy. It's cutthroat. You gotta, you gotta produce, and there's nothing less ex- expected out of you because after Yuki, they have Yuri Vips, Liam Lawson, uh, and and some other guys that are contending for a spot so if yuki doesn't put his foot right and drive like hell next year like pierre did he's uh he's got some work to do so next on my list in 13th i had akon um esteban he had the win in hungary and other than that, I mean, he had some good results, but seemingly inconsistent all year. Uh, I like Esteban. Uh, I think he can do good in the sport, but him and Fernando together is a is a good driver pairing, and I think that Alpine has the right strategy going forward into these new regs. So I'm excited to see what, what comes out of them next year. Um, 14th I had Vettel I think my thought on that uh, God I did this all the way back in February or March so I'm not really sure what I was thinking but I think my thought on Sebastian was he lost it at Ferrari little did I know I mean I could have assumed at least that uh that was just a bad year for Ferrari 2020 and it wasn't necessarily him or maybe it was because he came in P12 in real life so um I Sebastian is a great advocate for the sport um he is uh one of the top voices for human rights issues and advocacy for all um I really I really hope to see him continue to be great uh he had that podium i I believe it was in where did he have that podium again azerbaijan i I think uh correct me if i'm wrong but it was taken away because of lack of fuel so it's unfortunate but um at least deep down he knows he got the podium uh so strong result in monaco if i remember as well i think he finished p5 so good he made the most of what he could given the struggles that aston martin had next in p15 i had kimi raikkonen um not too far off once again he came in 16th in real real life and uh it was Sad to see him go. Um, I don't know. Kimmy was just a great driver and 2007 world champion and a character. So uh, a fitting moment of silence for Kimmy Räikkönen's F1 career. Blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I I, uh, I respect Kimmy and it's sad to see him leave the sport. But um Guan Yu Zhao will get a a year in Formula One, and I hope he enjoys it, uh, which we'll address later. P16, I had George Russell. Uh, he came in 15th, so him and Kimmy I had swapped. Uh, excited to see him move to uh, the big leagues up at Mercedes. I think he, he killed it in a Williams this year. We know of the struggles of Williams of the past three, four, five years. Um, really a fall from grace from how they performed in 2014. But he he managed. He did a great job. And, and complementarily, Latifi did a good job too. Um, he was maybe overshadowed by, quote-unquote, Mr. Saturday. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Latifi ended the year on a bang, literally. Uh, 
we'll we'll talk about <laughs> Abu Dhabi shortly. Uh, nonetheless, P seventeen. I had Giovinazzi once again. Uh, sad to see him leave the sport, but I think he's he's going to move on in the right direction, and I hope to see him on the top step in Formula E. I'm not familiar with Dragon, but um, I am now. So commendable signing by them, and I hope to see race car Jesus on the on the podium and who knows what he'll do over there in Formula E. In P eighteen I had Latifi, came in seventeenth in real life, so Giovinazzi and uh Latifi I had swapped. And then uh lastly to round it out, uh this is going to be a surprise, but 19 I had Schumacher of course so that was right a uh, good good rookie year he made the most of what he could in a dumpster fire of a car uh, sorry Haas um, but Nikita Mazepin as well uh, he, he got some hate for some off the track things going into the year and uh, I think a lot of people's initial opinions on him weren't the best and who knows some of that might have stuck around but I think uh, he is a He's a great young guy. Uh, he's going to make mistakes, and, and hopefully he learns from it and does better uh, in his in his personal shortcomings in, in the future. But nonetheless, uh, I, I like Nikita. I think uh, if he's given the right tools, him and Mick, they can, they can do something good next year in the Haas. But you never know. Um, it, it's going to be unfortunate if they don't make any strides towards doing anything but we'll see so moving on um oh one thing i forgot to mention p20 real life standings robert kubitza what a surprise he uh had a better final result than nikita and uh i think that came as a surprise to everyone so, moving on to the constructors. Mercedes won. Uh, that is correct. They, going back, they ended up winning the constructors by 38 points. So, a bit closer than I expected, but good good title fight in both regards this year. Uh, I'm, I'm sad to see it's over. I wish I could have watched that Formula One season forever, but it it, it had to come to an end, and uh, Max on the top step, and Mercedes in the constructors eight in a row. Um, I don't know if I'll put them nine in a row next year, but I mean, yeah, you, ha- you would have to assume, right? No one, no one expects Aston Martin to come out and win the constructors next year i'm sorry but that's just how it is unless you never know it's it's formula one i had p2 red bull correct p3 and p4 i had mclaren then ferrari uh it was seeming like that was going to be the case for the early part of the year uh it's a good 60 percent of it but consistency is key, and signs and Charles were, were both incredible. So uh, props to them. In P5, I had Alpha Tori. They finished in P6, 13 points behind Alpine. If it weren't for Esteban's win, that would have uh, been correct, but... Uh, Congrats to Alpine. P5, I would say, is a pretty strong result for them. I'm not sure where Renault placed in 2020, but uh, I, I think it was P5 as well. But st- still, uh, to stay stagnant in Formula 1 is not a bad thing. As long as you're not going down, you're you're doing good. So P6, I had Aston Martin. That was not the case. P7, I had Alpine. So instead of Alpha Tori, 
Aston Martin, Alpine. It went Alpine, Alpha Tori, Aston Martin. So more or less backwards, not really, but kind of. Uh, the group of A's. Um, I had Alfa Romeo rounding out the group of A's, group of A's at eighth, but they came in ninth as a surprise year by Williams. Good for them. Uh, P8 for Williams, who I had P9. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, I think Sir Frank would be honored and uh, rest in peace. Um, it, it was a sad one to see him go, but it was a nice gesture by everyone on the grid to uh, pay their respect and in some way. Lastly, Haas. Um, I don't know. Disappointing. Pull a Kimi Reich in a moment. I, I don't have much to say. Uh, yeah, that, that was my predictions. Um, I wasn't too far off, but you're never going to get it all right. And if you did, um, I feel like you're more likely to be struck by lightning. So I did make one more prediction for the 2021 per se. Uh, I predicted 2022 lineups. So I was way off on this. I thought there was going to be a lot of change. I thought there was going to be a lot of people leaving, a lot of cut ties, but I was I was terribly wrong. So we'll start with Mercedes and Red Bull. We'll go down the constructors list. Mercedes, I got it right. Hamilton and Russell, I saw Beltas leaving. Um, and I... I thought he was going to retire, but, or he wouldn't get a seat because he was just tired of it. But I, I was wrong. Um, Red Bull, Verstappen, Perez, I, I predicted no change. I think they'll retain Perez until they no longer have a competitive car, which probably be two more years. Not saying they won't be competitive, but I think that's the maximum they're going to be willing to retain Perez. Um, Ferrari. I saw them sticking with the McLaren signs, so once again, correct, surprisingly. McLaren, uh, I saw them sticking with Norris and Ricardo. I mean, they were both contracted, so there was nothing I could really say I predicted because that's just how it was. So, um, you know, uh, pat on the back to me for getting that right because no one else saw that coming. Um, and now we divulge into absolute madness because I have no idea what I was thinking here. We'll start with Alpine. P5 and the constructors. So following the list, I thought, I thought Ocon was going to have a terrible year. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I mean, I did predict him P13, but I guess that was kind of just p13 is just you're better than alfa romeo williams and haas which um i think unanimously on the grid this year everyone would would agree that's not the best but i thought he was going to get axed for pierre i thought pierre was going to come back to his french roots get signed by alpine and drive alongside alonso that was uh horribly wrong and uh on to the next, Alpha Tori, which is where Pierre and Yuki both stayed. However, I thought that since Pierre would move on to Alpine, Alpha Tori would bring back Albon. Now, while Albon did make it back on the grid, I don't know why I thought he would go back to Alpha Tori. I thought. I don't know what I thought. That, that was stupid. It should have, if I was thinking correctly, they would have placed in Liam Lawson, probably. But who knows? Maybe that'll be my 2023 prediction. Next on the list, Aston Martin. I, I saw them retaining Stroll and Vettel. I think it was contractually like that, so nothing I can really pat myself on the back for. But... Uh, I don't think Lawrence is going to get rid of his own son. That's just uh, 
I don't know. That's uh, it's asinine. In many ways, I th- I think um, I won't go into that, but I I think, yeah. Next we have Williams, uh, Latifi, and Aitken. That's that was my thoughts. Uh, I, I don't know why I thought Jack Aitken would get the seat. I thought he would kill it in Formula Two this year. Unfortunately, uh, he I think he only ran six races, and that was uh, how it was going to be to begin with but he got injured in a crash in i want to say gt3 uh I, I don't know i don't know what series it was but he he had a pretty bad injury which ended his year and uh hoping he recovers and, and does well in whatever racing series he's in next however williams did bring in alex albon uh interesting signing but good for him and uh I don't know. I'd like to see him and Nicholas be competitive in that car. We'll see. Next, we have Alfa Romeo. I figured Raikkonen and Giovinazzi would be out, which surprising. I got something right. Good for you. But I I thought Mick Schumacher would make the jump. Uh, given at the time they still had pretty good Alfa or Alfa given at the time they still had pretty good Ferrari ties I think there's been some I don't know divulgence if that's a divergence yeah well kind of similar definition different word anyways on that I, I don't know how strong the Ferrari ties to Alfa Romeo are anymore but uh, either way it is not Mick Schumacher and Robert Schwartzman. I thought Robert Schwartzman was going to make the jump. Um, I believe, for the most part, he had a good year in F2. Um, I don't... I think he came in second behind Oscar Piastri. Uh, props to Oscar, by the way. But, I don't know. I, I, there's so much talent down in F2 right now that it's just hard to get up into F1 uh, with with the people that are currently on the grid. Lastly, Haas. Uh, I figured Mazepin would stay, um, but for some reason I thought Callum Eilat would make the jump and come to Haas. Um, to be honest, I that is dumb. I... I Shame on me for thinking that back in uh, early 2021. Probably some... I probably read a random article in like December or January of this past year and just made a dumb inference. But anyways, that seat is still going to be Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin. Um... So yeah, that's uh, that's all my predictions. I guess to kind of continue on that similar wave, we can talk about F2 a little bit. Uh, I don't want it to be a huge focus, but there there were some pretty great races in F2 this year. Uh, I think the ones that stood out to me were Monaco and Baku. Um, Oscar just killed it this year. Uh, kind of ran away with it there at the end. And, uh, I don't know, Robert Schwarzman did a great job as well. And, and also props to Guan Yu Zhao. He, he really came into his own. Um, he had some great results towards the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to win it with ease. But uh, I think he is a worthy Formula One talent. And given the Chinese backing, I think um, it was a no-brainer for Alfa Romeo to get a year out of him and move someone up like Theo, uh, Porchard. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. I'm not, I forgive my pronunciation, but I think, uh, Theo takes that, that seat in 2023. Uh, he's a hell of a talent and I would be surprised if he doesn't win F2 next year. Uh, I don't know. Good luck, Theo. (laughs) Um, Yuri Vips, another 
Uri Vips and Liam Lawson, I've talked about them a lot so far. Um, Liam did good in the, uh, um, gosh, what was that series called? Him and Alex raced um, basically GT3 cars, but they called it something else. Uh, of course, I'm blanking on the name now when I hit record, but nonetheless, uh, they're both pretty good talents. I think Red Bull's got probably one of the strongest young driver academies and uh who knows we may see one or both of them in formula one in the next couple years tictum i think his his wells run dry uh he had some outbursts he he did a lot on track but i think it's just it's expired for him dropped from red bull signed with williams i don't know if he got dropped from williams young driver academy but he's he's certainly a talent but i don't know if he's a talent worth taking the risk for in formula one Uh, another couple guys who i really thought stood out this year that maybe didn't shine through on the standings uh christian lungard uh he he had a great year um i don't know uh Emerson Fittipaldi, great to see the name back in the sport. I think he only raced three races this year, but uh, I don't know. It, it's nice to see some new names in the sport. And then I have to shout out my fellow American, Logan Sargent. Uh, I went to the U.S. Grand Prix. It was right when they kind of announced him as the uh, reserve driver for Williams. 2022 and i believe he raced one race this year i'm not or maybe it was just a a practice session but i don't know good to see an american back in the sport it's been quite a while i think and uh i don't know looking forward to see what he has in store formula three uh can't say i'm really too uh well versed on it i know Logan Sargent raced in Formula 3 this year. Uh, had some decent results. Uh, so did Emerson Fittipaldi. Uh, other than that, slew of drivers. Uh, Dennis Hauger, Jack Duhon, um, Frederick Vesti. Good drivers. Uh, we'll probably see him in F2 soon. And... Uh, LeClaire's brother as well, uh, Arthur. He uh, put up some points, and who knows, maybe we'll see some of those guys in Formula 2 and Formula 3 in the next three to five years. Um, And now, I guess to last thing, really a recap of the 2022 season, the big one, uh, the results at Abu Dhabi. What a race, first off. Um... I don't think my heart rate has ever been faster watching a Formula One race. And when I watched that, I was pretty blown away by Lewis's pace uh, to for the first 40 or so laps. And I really thought that it was going to be a defining moment in his career and he'd just run away with it. And it turned out to be a defining moment in the opposite way. Um, so... We'll talk about the incident. Latifi crashes into the wall. I think he's battling with Mick Schumacher, and it brings out a safety car. Well, I think it was complete and utter negligence by the FIA. I don't think they handled it correctly. Um, they Hindsight is twenty twenty, of course, and Michael Massey has to make a quick decision in crunch time. And he decided to running start them one lap uh, with Verstappen on new softs and Hamilton on old hards. Well, you could say, oh, he should have pitted under the safety car. Well, track position is king. Um, The first time around, uh, he... He didn't pit. He was uh, right right above the pit window under a VSC of Max, um, and he had to maintain track position. Max pitted for 
I want to say new hards at the time, and uh, kind of kept the gap around 10 seconds. And then they decided not to pit Sergio, which was very crucial for Max, as it held up Lewis by another five, six seconds. And if he had, if Sergio had not done that, uh, Lewis would have very well been able to pit with relative ease uh, come around that that final safety car in the in the last five laps which we wouldn't be having this conversation if Perez didn't do his job um, but he did and we have to have the conversation because I think uh, it's been very polarized by the quote-unquote Max fans and the quote-unquote Lewis fans there's been a huge huge debate all year about them and every incident and this that and the other well it came down to the wire and once again lewis could not pit because of track position because of what sergio had did so max pits he gets new softs the decision is no lapped cars can unlap themselves which more or less would have just given it to Lewis. I mean, I don't necessarily think so, but it 99% certainty would have because everyone in front of Max would have probably given position up pretty quickly, um, even though they had races for themselves. The... Going back to the hindsight is twenty twenty, what they could have done, and this has been a pretty popular thing in the F1 community, is he could have red flagged it with three laps to go and given both teams an opportunity to do what they need to do, whether it's adjusting front wing angles or uh, new tires, whatever it is, and letting, actually kind of letting them race, which was the quote of quote of the day uh from michael massey he could have actually let them race um it is going to be a controversial decision and i think there there will be an asterisk kind of in everyone's mind for for all of time but at the end of the day max won the championship hamilton did not and uh congrats to to both of them really i mean uh lewis deserved that race um both of them deserve the championship. I, I think it was a, a great year, and uh, that's that's really all. Um, I guess to kind of go through some more news of Formula One as of late, uh, that'll kind of be a, I guess, a segment of this show. If one, if you want to call it a segment, and two, if you want to call it a show, because I guarantee. Four people listen to this, and I'll probably be one. My fiance will probably won't be one, and then if I decide to share it with my mother, maybe she'll be one, and then some random person who just happens to see it, who's like, "This sucks." Um. So biggest news piece I think is Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, was officially knighted by Prince Charles or. I don't know if it was Prince Charles, Prince of Wales, whatever the whatever his name is. Um, next, I guess, would be that uh, I don't know. Kind of continuing on with the championship, uh, all the protests were dropped by Mercedes, and it's official that Max obviously is the champion. He accepted the trophy. Uh, Mercedes accepted the constructors and we move on to 2022 um Valtteri has obviously left Mercedes and it's a sad one uh, I think I read a stat that 101 races he raced at Mercedes and all 101 he made it to Q3 so uh props to him and it's definitely a celebrated tenure at Mercedes and sad to see him go but uh, who knows, maybe he'll do great at Alfa Romeo and uh, bring his his expertise there. Um, some other news, I, I saw some videos 
of uh, Toto Wolf just absolutely hammered, having a great time. God, I wish I was I was able to be there and just drink and and enjoy that time with them. But it it looked like a blast. Um, Kimmy retired. I addressed that already. Sad to see him go, but um. I mean, that's kind of the 2021 season in a nutshell. Uh, some pretty iconic moments of the season. It all kind of started with uh, Max and Lewis at Imola uh, colliding on the wets. Um, I don't know. Another big moment, Valtteri's uh, lug nut at the Monaco Grand Prix. Max's tire at Azerbaijan. Um godforsaken Silverstone incident that raged on probably still to this day the debate that was uh, kind of the most polarizing moment of the season if you really look back where the like I mentioned earlier quote-unquote Max fans quote-unquote Lewis fans really clashed heads and kind of um, I don't know became malicious and hateful towards each other which was sad to see um but if you my opinion i guess would be that it was a racing incident i think max's aggression and lewis's seeming i don't know i don't want to say desperation but i think he was really fighting in that moment to keep his momentum alive uh, he needed that, and uh, it kind of just ended with Max barreling into the wall at 51 Gs. Um, another iconic moment was uh, Hungary, big crash. Uh, Lewis starting alone on the grid and ending in Esteban's win with uh, Lewis hunting him down and kind of a theme of the season props to uh fernando and sergio for holding lewis up uh because it once again the ifs ands and the buts if lewis would have won that championship so it's uh it's wild to see how the butterfly effect can come into effect um next George podium in uh, Spa. I mean, probably the most weird podium I've ever seen. Uh, I was so upset that that race didn't happen. I feel bad for all the people that bought tickets, but that's one of my favorite races of the year, and Spa is just a, a great spectacle of the sport, so... Looking forward to that in 2022 with the new regs. Um, next, we have big moment of the season was probably, I don't know, um, Monza, I guess, where Max landed on Lewis's head. That was pretty crazy, and which ended in a McLaren 1-2, which was the only 1-2 of the year. And then the following race, Lewis has a, or Lewis, Lando has a complete fall from grace and bottles the win by not pitting. And uh, I hope he learns from that experience because Lando can certainly be one of the greats. Um, fast forward to Brazil, wild, wild show of Lewis's greatness there. Um, P20 to P5, back to P10 to finish first in an incredible show of Mercedes engineering dominance as well as Lewis's racecraft and ability. Um, he really is just a dominant driver. And uh, I think if they nail the regs in 2022, there's a, there's a lot to watch out for. Then we have Saudi Arabia. Lewis running into Max. Uh, or Max brake checking into Lewis, however you want to 
opinionate the situation. Uh, my personal opinion is if you look at the raw data, Max uh, applied 2.1 Gs of brake pressure. And uh, I think Lewis just didn't know how to react. Uh, and he came into him. And it was mind-blowing that neither of them DNF'd, but what a show again of Lewis's greatness to overcome that situation and uh, drive with a broken front wing and still set fastest laps consecutively until the end of the race. Incredible. Um, And then it all kind of comes to an end in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I already addressed that, but it's, uh, it's been an amazing year and, uh, I look forward to the 18 inch tires, the new regulations, uh, the new drivers and, and everything that is going to come in 2022. And, um, I'll probably be off and on with the podcast in the... in the off season, but if there's, I don't know, new information and we'll do a, do a news breakdown every couple weeks. Um, but it's an exciting time to, uh, be a formula one fan, whether you're new or old. Um, I, I certainly am excited about 2022 and, uh, without dragging this on any longer, uh, talking about the the scope of this podcast i look to build the substance of of what i just discussed um i hope i can resonate with some of you and uh if i do feel free to reach out to me um via any social media or email um i will find a way to attach those and i'll do maybe a, a q a of some Formula One questions, what you guys uh, think, like maybe you have a question about this or that, um, and and I can give my opinion on them. So uh, I look forward to uh, learning more about the sport through this. I would like to think that I know a lot already, but um, kind of the paradox of the more you know, the less you know. So hopefully that uh, expands my knowledge of the sport in in many ways so uh we'll learn together we'll talk together we'll bullshit together uh hopefully i don't sound too monotone hopefully i don't say um too much but i probably will and whoever listens to it or whoever doesn't listen to it is gonna have to deal with it um there we go again but no thank you for for tuning into this uh inaugural episode i I'm going to continue to repeat myself, so I better end it sooner rather than later. But I look forward to this thing going on, uh, and I look forward to uh, learning and talking to you about the sport throughout the way. Um, Until the next time, trying to think of a creative outro, uh, but I can't. So uh, talk to you soon in episode two. Until then. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I will see you in the new year for more Formula One content. Thank you. Bye.